0: Today's episode of Dog Nation Daily is brought to you by Meriwether and Tharp, your source for Georgia divorce. Find them online at TheAtlantaDivorceTeam.com. Presented by DogNation.com, this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Here's your host, Brandon Adams. I think by now we are starting to see the die cast a little bit for... The thing that we're going to hear a lot about Georgia as we head towards the start of the upcoming season. I've told you before, I've even said this this week, I like talking season. I like giving opinions about college football teams. I like hearing people's opinions about my team. I like giving them about other teams. And it's just, if you're a college football fan or kind of a sports fan in general, this is how you show your love for sports. You debate it, you talk about it, you kick around these topics. And so we're already seeing some of the, Common opinion formed around UGA. In fact, our buddy Barrett Salee the other day at CBSports.com was asking a question about the various SEC teams. And when it comes to Georgia, he, I think, also echoed a lot of what we're hearing a lot, which is hey, 2021, historically good defense, but what about 2022? Let me read you a couple of sentences here from Barrett Salee that I want to get in particular into one of the names that he mentions there he says how deep can this defensive line for georgia be this season As the bulldogs defense was historically dominant last season but multiple key players from the national champs are gone he says particularly along the defensive line jalen carter a six foot three 310 pound monster should be the talk of the town After showing flashes of stardom last season alongside departed monster Jordan Davis, he goes on to say that Carter's got the skill set to be a top tier NFL draft pick in 2023, and he needs to step up in the middle of the defensive line. I kind of like that phrase that Barrett uses there, talk of the town maybe Jalen Carter that maybe that really is what he's in you know kind of in store to be here this year you know Carter's one of those guys and I know Connor Riley wrote a piece along these lines at dognation.com of the day thus far he has been mostly content to do his talking on the field he has certainly shown plenty of flashes of being a a great player leading by example with uh, that Georgia you know that Georgia Unit here this year, and obviously some of the talent he put on display in previous years. But there are a lot of folks, maybe kind of outside our bubble of Dog Nation, who are about to get a lot more acquainted with what Carter really is. And that fact that Georgia fans have been now talking about him for quite some time, a lot more folks around the country are about to be doing the very same thing as we go through the 2022 season and Carter kind of becomes a little bit different version of what the Georgia defensive line has been in the past where maybe last year it's all these different guys and what they all add together to be maybe Carter gives himself a chance now to be the face of that group here for the upcoming season maybe more so than any individual player had a chance to be the face of the Georgia defense a season ago and you know obviously Barrett Salih here from CBS Sports a guy that we like you know gives his opinion on that it's not all too different from maybe what A guy like, say, Jordan Davis, who was mentioned by Salih a moment ago and such a big part of that Georgia defense last season when he was evaluating what he sees from these guys for the upcoming season. He was also talking about uh, Jalen Carter and also kind of what's happening around Carter there with that uh, defensive line. Let me go back to the NFL scouting combine for a moment as a way of just kind of furthering this point. Uh, The guy who helped make the Georgia defensive line so dominant a year ago, what does he see left in his wake now that he's moving on to the NFL? This was some good stuff from Jordan Davis.
1: Jordan, who are some of the guys that are going to emerge at Georgia now that you and Trayvon, moving on? Um, Jalen Carter, um, sorry, I don't know those guys, and a few, few freshmen that's going to uh, you know step up and do their thing, and I'm just willing, um, ready to see them play. You know, they know what they do. They're well coached. And to, and to see them next year, it'll
0: be a great experience. You may remember from when we first played that audio a few weeks ago that the feedback there was from Indianapolis. The microphone happened to mess up or whatever else. And so you got a little bit of that there from uh, Davis on that. But much the same way, a guy like Barrett Slee says, hey, Jalen Carter about to be the talk of the town. Jalen Carter about to have everybody knowing who he is and what he's all about when Jordan Davis was asked to kind of give his you know similar opinion about the Georgia defensive line, Carter was also the first name that he mentioned there. But also in concert with a guy like Zion Lowe, who's gonna be asked to eat up some space and do some of the things that 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 you know, Davis himself did. You know, now Logue's gonna have to occupy those blockers. Logue's gonna how now have to to kind of be that force in the middle of it allows other guys, including Jalen Walker, to kind of collect some of those stats for the upcoming season. And when you listen to Jordan Davis talk, it sounds like he's got some confidence in Logue's ability to do that and also kind of viewing Carter as that first bold print name that you mentioned when you think about this group. In fact, let me let you hear a little bit more of Davis on the subject of the defensive line and kind of what needs needs to happen for the Bulldogs and kind of how all that comes together a little bit more from Jordan Davis going back to Indianapolis the NFL scouting combine
1: it's about the love you know we always talk about love we're our team and you know in order for a team to be well well rounded and well connected they have to have that love so I'm sure those boys they know what it takes to win especially the older guys so it should be in good shape next year
0: (laughs) so here's the point I kind of want to make about all of this is that when you hear Jordan Davis saying that that hey, the thing that separates me and Devontae Wyatt and Trayvon Walker, the thing that separates us was our love for the game, the fact that we love to compete. We love to go out there and be the very best that we could be day in, day out, in every practice, in every game. And that's obviously the kind of thing I think most of us would say, yeah, we did sort of see that with our own eyes. We kind of did see that. That's the love they had. And I think to skeptical folks, when you look at a guy like Jalen Carter, you may say, well, the NFL draft scouts may be impressed with you, but can you really be that? You know, you know, yeah, you know, last year we were talking, a lot, we were talking a lot about Georgia defensive linemen, the names I just mentioned, but are we really going to be talking about Jalen Carter in much the same way? Is he really going to follow in the footsteps of all of what these guys did uh, a, a year you know, ago and what they helped do for the 2021 season? Here's the thing I don't think you can discount, and it's just important to keep this in mind. Jalen Walker is not that I'm going to use air quotes here for those of you listening to radio podcast. He's not the next big thing along the Georgia defensive line because hype men and and uh, carnival barkers and things like that require there to be a next big thing. In other words, because the Georgia defensive line was so good a year ago, there's a natural tendency to wonder, well, who could be the guy that follows in the footsteps of Davis and Wyatt and Walker, whether is there is someone to do that or not? Like Jalen Carter doesn't just step in that role simply because the internet sports narrative requires there be someone to create that chatter. Jalen Walker is a guy that was already getting chatter a year ago, if not when he first arrived on the Georgia campus. It is not new to have Jalen Walker being discussed as the, as Barrett Salee once put it, the talk of the town. Now, Walker may be or should say Carter may be on his way to being that nationally and being that amongst SEC fans but amongst Georgia fans Jalen Carter has been a source of intrigue and curiosity for quite some time and let me prove this here for a moment let's go back to around preseason a year ago spring practice summer practice when when this team was coming together at the time you know a guy who is on his way to being top five pick in some circles there was some chatter he might be the number one overall pick there for a while a guy in Trayvon Walker Walker was more than happy a year ago to say that when he looks around the defensive line the guy that's now in the role of being the central figure for this group Jalen Carter this is a guy that Trayvon Walker would have told you a year ago he was already pretty impressed with in fact let me give you this from spring a year ago Walker who's getting praise now describing Carter who's about to be in kind of a similar role to what Trayvon was for the dogs last season this is Trayvon Walker from last spring
1: Jalen has been out there with me a lot he's growing tremendously as a player learning the scheme of the defense just growing up and you can tell that he's really learning how to play the game of football at a collegiate level
0: so for Georgia fans who kind of wonder well how can Georgia live up to what it did in 2021 what are the chances of doing that? there's no doubt this defense is going to look different and just given the tremendous statistical feats of the previous season you know matching the the historic nature of that defence maybe that is just a bridge too far quite possibly that's the case but as i've told you over and over again The goal for this defense is not to be as good as the one in 2021. It's to be as good as required in 2022, and there's a very good chance that Georgia could be well on its way to doing just that. The makeup of this defense is going to be a good bit different. It's not going to seemingly have the ensemble cast of multiple first-round picks along the defensive line the way that Devontae White and Jordan Davis and Trayvon Walker gave dog fans that a year ago but it may be no less impressive, or at least certainly a very impressive unit compared to what the rest of the country is going to look like this upcoming season. It may have a guy like Jalen Carter in more of a starring role, certainly many in the media are starting to put that spotlight on him. But Carter's been a guy getting attention for UGA fans for quite some time, and former great players at Georgia, like Trayvon Walker, have been more than happy to talk about what they also liked about Jalen Carter there as well. So, one writer from CBS says that Carter could be on his way to being the talk of the town. I can promise you this, Georgia fans have been talking about Carter for quite some time. My name's Brandon Adams, and this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans, presented today by Meriwether and Tharp. Good to have you with us, no matter how you get to us live on video. First and 15, normally 945 dognation.com and the dog nation app we're not doing that uh here this uh couple of days because we are pre-recorded until monday again we'll be back live in our normal format again on monday and really looking forward to that for now though just happy to be with you on video 10 a.m facebook youtube twitter twitch radio noon Athens sports radio 960 the ref and podcast form wherever you find them including the WorldFamous famous dog just really appreciate you being a part of what we're doing here today and we really appreciate our friends at merriweather and thart for being a big part of this there as well your source for georgia divorce sports conversations are fun college football conversations like this are fun thinking about how good Jalen carter may be for the upcoming season man that's really fun The divorce conversation—that's nowhere near as fun uh, to do—and that's where you know sometimes you just sort of step up and say that in life the reality is, hey, you have to confront the things that sometimes maybe aren't quite so much fun. But that's where my friends at Meriwether and Tharp, Tharp step in because they're your source for Georgia divorce. While they enjoy having fun, they also know the importance of their role in life, which is being an advocate for you as you go through the divorce process helping you make sense of the law, helping you learn how the law can be leveraged to your advantage as you look ahead towards the future. Mary Weather and Tharp gets all of that. And they want to start educating you in that process before you even sign up to hire them to become one of their clients. You can take advantage of their free resource. If you go to their website, theatlantadivorceteam.com, that's theatlantadivorceteam.com, you can read blog posts, you can listen to podcasts, you can really get a lot of access to a lot of information that you can use. And I think it's one of those things that you can use to ask better questions when you have that First, free initial consultation with one of their attorneys. So, check them out, find out all the great stuff they have going on. It's Meriwether and Tharp, your source for Georgia divorce online, the Atlanta divorce team.com. Make sure you check them out today. All right, so coming up in a couple of minutes, we're going to get Terrence Edwards here and we'll uh, do a good bit of wide receiver talk with him, the emergence of Dominic Blaylock. I guess re emergence is there, probably the right way to say that. How he fits into the rest of the receiver picture, the um, continued happy story that has involved Eric Gilbert thus far this spring, and maybe a new name on the horizon that we haven't given enough consideration to. Tarrant's going to tell you more about that here coming up in a little bit there as well. Before that, though, I'm going to go around the doghouse. And despite the fact that I'm not with you live here today, We obviously acknowledge the day of Thursday, this time of year, is a very special one in the sports calendar because this is the day the uh, tournament officially begins in Augusta, the one known as the Masters. And listen, I'm a huge college football fan, my favorite sport of all, but uh, I do really, really enjoy golf. And when it comes to sporting events that I have circled at the beginning of every year, the Masters is certainly one of those. And a quick reminder here, you know, go back to 2020 here for a moment. I'm going to be honest with you there is not a lot about 2020 that i have happy memories of. i'm just going to be totally frank that's a different topic for a different day but there is plenty about 2020 that i'd love to sort of forget about forever but of all the things that came out of that very weird year with in this case the masters being played in november maybe the coolest thing thing that i'll probably take with me from that year was on college game day that day and you know getting ready for the master be played in november augusta national shared a very cool video of the lone trumpeter sanford stadium walking to the top and you know normally that's the battle hymn of the bulldog nation that we hear but on that particular master saturday is a very different familiar tune that got played so in light of the coolness that is the masters being back and those of us who are both dog fans and masters fans a little bit of a throwback to november of 2020 why not for about 60 seconds here this from Augusta national two years ago so if you're listening the trumpeter is taking his place or her place at the top here We can pull out of that now, but uh, just fun to be able to see that the uh, red coat band and the great battle hymn of the Bulldog Nation. That's normally the lone trumpeter. But in this particular case, the uh, the master's theme being played there by the trumpet, as said before, in a very forgettable year, that was twenty twenty. The uh, nice tie in there between the Red Coat band and Augusta National is certainly a pretty cool thing there and all of that. So for those of you who are getting ready to watch the Masters, you have, of course, in the next few days, or for many of you who are lucky enough to be on your way to Augusta National at some point in time over the weekend, I certainly hope you enjoy yourself and have a, a great time doing all of that. This is just a really great time to be a sports fan. By the way, speaking of that, the fun here in the month of April is not just relegated to the masters or even g-day you've heard us talking a little about that over the course of the last few days there as well there's also a big event coming up with the atlanta braves next week we're back live on monday doing the show as per normal and we want to make you aware of this that on April 13th, that's the 1220 start between the Braves and the Nationals that day. We're actually going to be doing Dog Nation daily live that day from Sport and Soldier right there in the Battery Atlanta. It's going to be an incredible uh, day for us to be there because in addition to some fun day baseball, you've also got a great photo opportunity as well. It's Champions Week for the Braves. They're obviously celebrating their World Series championship trophy and being back as the defending champs starting the season. But on that particular day, the World Series trophy and the College Football Playoff National Championship trophy are going to be at the same place at the same time. And if you've got a ticket to the game that day, you can get your photo taken with both the trophies. It's a really cool thing. It's the kind of thing that for those of us who've grown up as Dog fans and Braves fans, we've dreamed about this for such a long time. And you just get a chance to be able to do that uh, next week. We're going to be there live. April 13th, the twelve twenty game. If you want to find out more about this, go to Braves.com slash Champions Week. Not just for the thing that we're going to be doing, but all the ways in which the Braves are celebrating their own World Series Championship and having Major League Baseball back. Braves.com slash Champions Week to get your tickets for next week and to hopefully see you there with the CFP Championship Trophy and the World Series Trophy there at the same place the same time. That's just a really cool thing. So, it's good to have you here on Dog Nation Daily presented by Merriweather and Tharp today. We've got a lot to do with you, including right now with Tim Terrence Edwards on everything going on with George, the wide receiver position. More good news for Eric Gilbert, uh, the continued reemergence of Dominic Blaylock and everything else with this group right now. Good stuff from Terrence on all of that. Hope you enjoy it right now. And across the SEC or wherever the recruiting trail may lead, here's a DogNation.com insider. And here on Dog Nation Daily, presented by Weather and Tharp, happy to be able to talk to Terrence Edwards here, the uh, great former Georgia Bulldog, keeping an eye on everything that's going on with UGA spring practice and going through a little bit of uh, springtime drills of his own. There, working with those great wide receivers each and every week. Terrence, thanks for your time and thanks for being here today. And certainly look forward to getting some thoughts from you on UGA. Hope you're doing well
1: i'm doing well but yeah, how are you doing
0: i'm doing great i think since the last time we've talked we've learned a little bit more from uh kirby smart now we're also pre-recording this uh, uh earlier in the week so some of the stuff that kirby's already said this week maybe we'll react to next week but one of the things we found out since you and i i guess spoke last was is that indeed uh, eric gilbert is going to be considered a tight end at georgia for now and you know, I take this to be a pretty good thing. I think the chance to go out there and dominate against um, you know, safeties and maybe guys who are not as well-versed in pass you know, coverage I think is a real opportunity for a guy like Gilbert to go out there and feast a little bit. What did you make of some of the stuff that Kirby has said recently about Gilbert kind of in that tight end role, kind of making some plays, working to get himself in pristine physical condition, but uh, going out there and doing some big things there as well? Uh, what did you make of some of the stuff that uh, Kirby said about uh, Gilbert last week?
1: Well, it's not new to me. I've known this for a while now that he was just gonna be strictly uh, tight in and um, and one of the main things is just his weight. you know it is publicized that you know he did gain a lot of weight when he was on his hiatus and taking care of himself. um so he you know he came back in with no physical condition. Um, so we knew uh, he knew I've known that he was gonna be strictly tight in and once I knew Brock was going to be out for the spring, uh, he was going to get a, a lot of reps there. Um, you know, just being 260 pounds right now, he just that's where he needs to be. Maybe one day if he gets back down to his 245, he may can do some other things um, as the receive position. But right now, he, he's settled in. He's happy. Um, I think people just was made a big deal out of him wanting to play receiver. That's what he felt like he wanted to do, but He's happy to be back, and he's enjoying playing you know, the dominant tight end role.
0: I have said this, and I don't want to oversimplify the situation, but if you gave me a choice of a guy who's making plays at practice but maybe needs to slim down a little bit, as opposed to a guy that is in perfect physical condition but does not really show much of a nose for the football. You know, give me the guys making plays because in a nutrition program, and a strength and conditioning program, I feel like I can get you down to the weight that you need to be. But you either in life can either make plays or you can't. You either know how to go get the football or you don't. And so the fact that Gilbert's showing, at least I'm not at practice, I'm hearing this from other people, but the fact that he's showing a little bit of a nose for going out there and getting the ball, that to me is more important than whatever the scales may say right now. Because, you know, being deeply entrenched in Georgia over the course of the next few months with nutrition and strength and conditioning, I'm assuming he's going to get to where he needs to be. But I take as the. You know, really among the best news you could get this spring is that he kind of looks like his old self, at least like the guy that I saw at Marietta High School, when it comes to just knowing how to go get that football. I take that as more important than the physical conditioning part of this right now as a guy who knows him, but also just knows the, the job of being a pass catcher in the SEC. Do you agree with that?
1: Oh, I definitely agree. The easy part for him is going out there and catching football, uh, getting open and doing what God has given him the talent to do. Uh, now I think the strength and conditioning staff has done a great job to knock the weight off that he did have and it was it was a uh, it was a lot that he needed to come down and he still needs to come down. So I put all my faith in uh, Coach Clair and his strength and conditioning and nutrition program that they had him on that he would be down in great playing weight by the time the fall comes around and we play in, in the bench against uh, Oregon. He, he would be in the Uh, great physical shape uh, and more important here is he'll be in great mental shape
0: let me ask you this and this is i guess you can follow this under the idea of good problem to have but okay so gilbert's a tight end and he's deserving of touches darnell washington's banged up right now but when he comes back he's deserving of touches we know that Brock Bauer is one of the best players in the country an incoming freshman like Oscar Delp that's the kind of guy that obviously came to UGA because he wants to be involved in the offense too how big of a challenge is this for Todd Hartley and Todd Monken, and to a certain extent Kirby Smart himself about just feeling like they can get all these tight ends involved in this offense allowing all these guys to feel like they have a bit of a role on this team how much of a challenge do you think that's going to be for the coaching staff
1: it's going to be a good challenge, but it's a good challenge. I mean, you can never have too many good players at one position. Um, I know there may, you know, some people may not be as happy as they would um, if there wasn't so much depth there. But you know, Georgia and Coach Monken, you know, played the most twelve and thirteen personnel that I think anyone in college football. So they will figure out a way to get these guys some touches and get the receivers the touches that they need, get the running backs the touches that they need, and. Become this explosive offense that you know we've seen. Um, now have a you know a, a three-year starter going to be at the quarterback position with Saxon and and um, having the talented guys behind him to push him. Let's not let him just you know be the quarterback. <laughs> that's one that's a chance to have guys to push him. So he's built Coach Smart built a team that. At brains and breeds competition. And the tight end position is, is very talented, and that's what you want. Every day, every week, you go to practice, you have someone that's right on your heels. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, they just can roll the next guy in, and that's what he's done at all positions.
0: I got that I would put in kind of a similar category to Gilbert in terms of hey, these are some of the names that fans want to hear about. Much like we've heard good things about Eric Gilbert, you've also this spring heard good things about Dominic Blaylock as well. And Terrence I know you know what it takes to play this position I know you know the challenge of coming back from injuries and and things along those lines and to see Dominic who's had so much of the last two years taken from him because of injury now being healthy again and not only being healthy but kind of showing you some of what he was all about as a freshman back in 2019 I I take that as one of the true feel-good stories for Georgia here this spring and as somebody who does know the cost that's has to be paid if you want to go out there and be a high level wide receiver in the sec how enjoyable is it for you to know that blaylock is on his way back to maybe being that guy again
1: yes man just go back and youtube gone as a freshman and you, you you should get excited about the talent that he has and he's been off for two years and he's fully healthy finally with no braces no limitations he's fully ready to go and uh, with the loss of you know Jermaine, I think uh, Dom has the opportunity to go out and show what he can do. Uh, I mean, another name that you know been out there, and if you watch some of the the highlight videos, is Kyer Jackson. He's fully yeah. healthy, so we have a lot of playmakers out there that that can make plays, and have proven that they can make plays. Um, so I'm very excited about this offense and uh, what it could bring in another year and talent Tom and another year, then and, and another year um, Stetson is up on the belt and another year though, with Carson Beck and all of them. So I think that Coach is in is in a great situation to have very experienced players out there to uh, combat the losses at key positions that we had this
0: season. Well, the other thing that comes to mind for me on that, Terrence, is, and this goes back to something you said on our show last week, which was, you were really excited about when fully healthy, if they can stay fully healthy, guys like Chandler Smith and Arian Smith, you know, true blazing speedsters kind of blowing the top off of the defense. And when I think about a couple of the names you just mentioned, you know, guys like Dominic like here is Jackson, who I think of really as very effective working underneath all of that. You know, if Arian and, 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 and CJ are really stretching that defense the way their speed allows them to do imagine the space that creates for Kieras Jackson, who, you know, in 2020, doing some of those same kinds of things, working middle field, whatnot, really had some pretty big statistical performances for UGA. And obviously, we know what Dominic Blaylock can do, uh, sure handedness across the middle from time to time, you know, guys like Blaylock and Kiaris, if this really is the kind of fully formed wide receiver core where you do have a couple of guys that have that extra element of speed that Georgia hasn't always had to me that's a real opportunity for guys like Kiaris and Dominic to work underneath that uh, I'm, I'm assuming that you uh, may, maybe agree with that but would you mind talking a little bit more about just kind of the opportunity that creates
1: Yes, yeah, most definitely I mean when you got uh talented to guys like you know so the big talk has been a done they mention so he, he's gonna be on one side you got the Probably the best tight end, uh, and probably I would say it's the best tight end in Georgia history is Brock Bowers and yeah. You have Chandler Smith and you have uh, uh, the, the two speaks are on the outside, yeah. uh, Aaron Smith. That the middle is the, the key position now, inside the hashes. And that's where Don McCare is going to be able to work. And I like Don McCare versus the third or fourth corner or safety or linebacker because all the attention is going to be on the other guys that I've mentioned. So Kiaris and Dom have the unique opportunity to get single coverage and that's where you want to go. Uh, uh, they're playing zone. Kiaris and Dom are smart enough to find zones and sit down. And I think Stetson and the crew is very uh, excited about having two guys they trust to be able to sit down and be where they're supposed to be. So those two guys are in, in a unique situation where they're not going to be Talked about in the game plans for defensively, but are very, very capable of beating you because you, you are not paying attention to their talent. And I'm, they should be excited. I think they are. I think they're rejuvenating, I think they're healthy. Let's knock on wood that they finished the season healthy. And that receiving core uh, Look, at by losing Jermaine and George. Look, that is a strength because you have really talented guys out in that
0: position here's the other thing too you know if you think about these as being kind of inside slot receiver type guys you know Dominic Blaylock is listed as over 200 pounds Kyrus Jackson if you see him in person sometimes he can almost pass for a running back you know he's he's a little bit more you know rocked up than sometimes these smaller interior receivers can sometimes be that that is kind of that extra element of these aren't guys that are afraid to go over the middle because they're pretty you know tough physical guys these aren't light frail interior type receiver type guys they they, these are guys got a little bit of beef on them which gives them even more i think potential for success working in the middle of the field because they've got the muscle required to kind of do some work in there
1: Oh, most definitely it's crazy that you mentioned care have this running back type physique Uh, he worked out with me a few weeks ago um, before spring practice and I, i didn't know this and he told me that his first few practices, I think, when he enrolled early that he was practicing that running back. So Interesting. He does have the uh, body and the, the mindset of a, a running back. I mean, he has that punt return mentality that, you know, one cut and get up field and not afraid of contact and enjoys that working in the scenes. And um, he does a great job doing that. and And I look for Keir to have a really bounce back year from the injury that he had off
0: year. Let me ask you this as we kind of wrap up our conversation here. Another guy that's kind of a little bit of buzz here lately, you know, Georgia did some video stuff that kind of helped accentuate this a little bit more. And that's Jackson Meeks, maybe a name that you and I haven't talked about maybe as much as we should. But it seems like Meeks is kind of coming into it maybe a little bit here, getting a little bit of chatter. At least, you know, Video had a nice uh, catch the other day that got shared by the uh, UGA social team. How much have you had a chance to pay much attention to Jackson Meeks, and what do you think maybe he brings to the table?
1: Oh, I was going to mention Jackson before we got off. Uh, You know, if if you've ever been around Jackson, he's he's big. He's he's really big. Uh, he, He has to be around 210. and. Um, he's definitely uh, from that Phoenix City area that has produced mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of great receivers, I like Justin Ross at Clemson, all come from the same high school. Um, and the other Clemson receiver that's there now, uh, Ed Wigan. So yes. that school has produced a lot of uh, good receivers. So uh, I expect that he take the next step and be a guy that's going to contribute. Um, he's definitely big enough to contribute on special teams, but he's going to have a role. He's definitely going to have a role on his team to uh, explore his talents, even just on special teams or, or package, because he, he's a big guy. And uh, we could do some things with him in, in the blocking game as well. I know people love to hear receivers have to block, but there are some things he could do in the blocking game that uh, we can use his, his unique size. But he's been making plays. I'm excited for Jackson Meeks uh, to show his skill set as well.
0: Terrence uh, great stuff as always thank you so much for the insight you provide and it's also uh, really cool the, the fact that you continue to work with these other receivers there as well some guys as you said like Harris Jackson who are at Georgia and doing big things and some guys like that next generation that are hoping to be at a place like Georgia one way or one day uh, you're just kind of working with all of them doing your thing there, and we love to be able to see that so for folks who want to get more of that training and some of the work that you're doing there at Terrence Edwards wide receiver academy how can they get in touch and find out more about that
1: uh you can find me on all social media at Terrence, Edwards was wide receiver. Terrence, so, great. That's Facebook,
0: Facebook Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Sorry for cutting you off, but uh, great stuff. No Thanks problem. so much for your time, and we'll look forward to getting a chance to speak to you again next week. Thank you. Let's take a look around the rest of the league. This is SEC through. So really good, as always, with Terrence Edwards. His insight into what's happening with UGA football is – Boy, it's just always so valuable, and I love everything that he had to say uh, right there. Each and every week is a part of our program, always fun to be able to do. Speaking of having fun, we're going to be having some fun with you very soon on the very first ever cruise with Dog Nation. Time is running out to be on board. Many of you have already made plans to. If you still want to, maybe just a chance you get to, or maybe you hear me talking right now and you end up making your own plans to have your own royal caribbean cruise vacation i think that's a great choice if that's what you indeed decide to do be with us or go on your own whatever else royal Caribbean's is a great time right now if you want to find out more information though dognation.com or dognationcruise.com we are leaving port canaveral short drive from where i live in the atlanta area right there to port canaveral just down the road from orlando getting on independence of the seas an unbelievable ship it's got so many specialty restaurants so many fun things to do uh and then we're gonna be going to nassau in the bahamas i love nassau had a great time in nassau just recently snorkeling trip and all those kinds of things to Paradise Island uh, and and enjoy the beautiful beaches there or Perfect Day Coco Cay, which is truly a just an unbelievable private oasis It's exclusive for those on a Royal Caribbean cruise vacation. My invitation to you is to check it out with us on the very first ever cruise with Dog Nation or your own experience there as well. Find out about all the fun entertainment on board, the great dining options or all the other cool stuff that's going on. Just a great time to take a dog nation cruise vacation. All right. So as we get ready to roll on here and cruise around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean, we've kind of reached one of those important benchmarks during the offseason where we have our first kind of official projections for the upcoming year coming up. And maybe there are others of these that I just haven't seen. But I, I think I saw my first over unders for the upcoming year this week, the folks at the Wynn the casino there in nevada the win bet they've put out their first over-unders they only release them to the sec west right now i'm assuming the east is coming any day uh or you know so but as a way of just kind of getting more excited about the upcoming season let's look at some of these over-unders and we'll give you some early thoughts on some of these courtesy of our friends there at the win in las vegas starting with the reigning sec champs and certainly winners of the sec west alabama no surprise here they're over under total for the most part set where it has been now for quite some time at 11 and a half for Alabama Now I've told you before I'm a little bit of a contrarian by nature. I like going against the grain when I possibly can and there have been moments throughout the years in which I thought the door was open to go against the grain with an Alabama and make a case for somebody else. given what they do bring back with you know Bryce young on offense and will Anderson on defense and in comparison to the rest of the SEC West right now, I don't know how much of a case there is to be made against Alabama, at least in the division for the moment. Now, I do. I think they're a little bit overvalued in terms of the national championship conversation right now. Yeah, I probably do. In a potential rematch with Georgia, do I think that Alabama is slightly overvalued? In some cases, I probably do, but in terms of the SEC West, probably not. So, eleven and a half for me. And keep in mind, if you want to make an over under bet that's a regular season total it's simply a matter of the 12 regular season games do they exceed that so you got to go 12 and 0 to win this bat this would be an over or a stay away for me no compelling case for the under here Bama didn't lose to texas a&m a year ago but no compelling case for me on the under this is probably more of a stay away type situation for me right now uh but at least uh worth looking at alabama once again at a very high 11 and a half total what will be interesting is when the Georgia number is revealed by both Wynn and the other Circa and the other ones are going to kind of come out here on this, do we also see Georgia at eleven and a half, or is it Georgia more likely an 11? I think Georgia is probably going to be eleven and a half there as well. I think you're going to have to see Georgia go undefeated in the regular season to cash the over there as well, but we'll find out those should be a day or two away from uh, coming out. Another team uh, to give him the SEC West, Texas A&M is at nine. Now, this is probably a fair number, but it's also a pretty strong reminder that for all the Texas AM has done in recruiting, they have done plenty. And as I told you earlier this week, given the extra expectations that come from good recruiting classes, of course, you still want the good players. Of course, that's the case. You want uh, the elite talent. But it's important to note in terms of being able to cash in on those expectations quickly, the folks who put their money where their mouth is, the betting experts here in las vegas they are not expecting big season from a&m just yet you know nine and three the more likely total here with a chance to go 10 but also a chance to fall down to eight because remember there's they're going to put that number where they think they can split the difference here between the 10 and the eight for a so for an a&m team that's that's hoping to take that big step forward the las vegas folks and you understand where this comes from because the recent track record is going to determine your season win total as much as anything else is going to be they are not expecting the huge breakthrough season from AM just yet. And so what does that mean? What if AM hits this right on the number? Because oftentimes that's what occurs. What if AM is nine and three in 2022? Now I've told you this before. I like Jimbo. I think he's a pretty good coach. But I think that sometimes the artificial level of expectation that's been in, introduced into the Texas AM conversation could serve to make that a little bit of an anxious situation if A&M is 9-3 and three again, which is what Vegas here sort of thinks they will do. I'll give you one more today, and we'll come back and do four more tomorrow. Ole Miss is at 8. Now, this may be, in terms of preseason projections, among the most difficult to, to, to make because so much of your evaluation of Ole Miss is going to rely on players who simply were not with this program a year ago. Jackson Dark coming in at quarterback, uh, Zach Evans coming in at running with. There's like seven high-profile transfers to the Ole Miss program. So can they exceed eight? Can they be better than Texas A&M? If I had to guess, I'd probably say no. But part of that evaluation also relies on just kind of making sense of how quickly these transfer players gel together. It's almost like an NBA-style conversation where sometimes in the past we would say, hey, it's going to take this team – you know x number of weeks to get its chemistry down and find out how to play with each other that was going to be kind of the uh, the thought there and i think for these college ball teams in the transfer portal era and a few teams have used it more prolifically than lane kevin has at Ole miss getting some of that same kind of stuff down is probably going to make some sense there so Ole miss at eight according to the Win sports book there in las vegas as far as the season win total we'll do a few more of those with you tomorrow and for now we'll make that cruising around the sec courtesy of royal caribbean now i have told you about so many fun things over the course of the last couple of days, they're on the horizon. And I want to give you one more thing to think about here as we head towards G-Day weekend. That's with our friends at the UJ Bookstore. Now, we'll be back at the bookstore doing our Dog Nation game show again after that game. But very important to keep in mind big autograph signings on both friday and saturday april 15th and 16th let me give you the dates on all of this so on friday april 15th from 4 to 6 p.m we talked about trayvon walker a little earlier he's going to be on hand signing autographs think about this this is a guy that's about to be a big time first round pick in the nfl draft and you can get his autograph before all that happens you can do that friday april 15th also isaiah Wynn and thomas davis two great former bulldogs are going to be on hand there as well that's friday april 15th from 4 to 6 p.m then on game day g-day game day That's Saturday from 10 until noon. You've got Jamari Salyer, Quay Walker, and Justin Schaefer, all three members of that national championship Georgia team, all going to be on hand there that day. April 15th, April 16th for some great autograph signings. Six big names in all. Dog Nation will be there for our post-game show there as well. Go to ugabookstore.com and check out for more information. And if you can't be in Athens for the great apparel, you can do your shopping online any time of the day or night right there at ugabookstore.com there as well. So we'll see you in Athens at the UGA Bookstore for our Dog Nation post-game show after G-Day. And then on April 15th and 16th for a great collection of autograph signings there as well. Good stuff from the UGA Bookstore all right as we wrap up here today we'll give you a golden shoe here and I don't really give a lot of free plugs away that's kind of one of the things i probably find more offensive than anything but i will give one today because a uh a very good looking georgia fan had himself a, a great time here and i want to give a shout out to him so we'll go golden shoe here uh we always like it when folks take the uj gear on the road with them and showing off that national championship gear down there our buddy bill sanders checks in to say been down in florida all week covering spring training baseball but even if the uh if uh, in the land of those lousy stinging gators you still got to represent the G boy bill looks great there on that got the national championship shirt on got the uh, national championship hat on. Uh, right there in the uh, hooters down there and having himself a good time so bill good to see that uh congratulations on showing that a national championship gear off to those lousy stinking gators you love to be able to see that we'll give you a golden shoe for today by the way speaking of florida how about a long title drought of 4,837 days for them boy tough to to be a gator these days and then even more bad news coming with our gator hitter countdown because Georgia's back in jacksonville 205 days from right now getting a big win over those lousy stinking gators. Can't wait for it. Thanks for being here on Dog Nation Daily presented by Meriwether and Tharp. We'll see you back here again tomorrow.